My name's Tom and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube, but this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and let's crack on. And we are live. We are a minute early. My name's Tomo, and this is the 2023 post-race chimwag for the US Grand Prix. Roll intro. We're going early. We're not messing around today. We're going to get through this quickly because we are on the brink right now. Today has been a day. Today has been a day, all right? I'm sitting, working, boom, 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 doing some bits for a video that's going to come out hopefully tomorrow. That was the plan anyway, but maybe not now. And all of a sudden, bing, oh, battery's low. Oh, my charger stopped working. Where is it? Where is it? Where, where is the absolute this? This. This stops working, right? Guess what's coming tomorrow? A brand new laptop. I ordered a new laptop. I've had this one for almost three years. It's coming tomorrow. If that had held on for 24 more hours, then... I wouldn't have even known, right? It wouldn't have happened. So I've had to delay the stream. I had to go into town. I've got a tiny little battery that's just about holding on. So if I do randomly die, okay, at some point, um, then you know why the, the laptop's decided to. It's not charging, but um, it's holding on for dear life. And I think we're going to be okay. Welcome to the stream, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit frantic. We're going to get through this thick and fast because I don't want it to die at any second, okay? Ideally not, but there you go. And don't worry, a Mac will not sort my problems, Ben. Um, <laughs> charger is clangor of the, clangor of the apps, clangor of the century. Uh, lit. I've had this almost three years. The day before my new laptop arrives, it decides to. Honestly, honestly, yeah, it should be disqualified. I agree, chat. I agree. Jared Mahad Mizik, Tiago, Professor Z, Jamie, Carlos, Rex, Racing Guy, William. Panokan, Evan, Eggy, Yard Animal, Geordie, Kev, Tina, Carol, Liam, Bismarck, Joshua, Saya, Ben, Callum, David, Halita, Danny, Louisa, Charmander, Daddy, Fett. I agree with you all. But anyway, right. Let's crack on because don't you worry. We've got a good race to talk about, chat. Give me your rating, race rating out of 10, please. And thank you. And while you're thinking about that, do remember that this will be live on, not live, it will go live after. This is live on YouTube. It will be going on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I know some of you just listen, right? You don't look at my face and that's all good, right? I'm open to all and everyone. Um, Boom, right, cool. So you can do that if you want. If you're here YouTube Live, thank you very much for joining me. If you're here after the fact also, thank you very much for joining me. Lots of sixes, lots of sevens, lots of eights. Let's get a poll going, race rating. Also, I can't use my um, I can't use my keyboard, my, my, my ex, um, external keyboard. Um, race rating out of 10. So ooh, I'm gonna go, top option is gonna be nine or, Nine or higher. I mean, I don't think I don't think you can give this one a ten. I don't see many people giving this a ten. Um, six or lower is the lower end, right? Let me know in the poll, please, and thank you. Um, also, thank you, Internet Lad, for the five NZD. Cut to the chase. Logan Sargent got points. A point. He got a single point, didn't he? Un point. Un point. He did finally. Let's go, Logan. What the F is a kilometre? And Jorge, thank you very much for the five Aussie. Tomo, I'm watching the cricket at the moment. How are you? Also, Mercedes doing Ferrari with Lewis and Ferrari being Ferrari again. 
You shouldn't have gone to sleep, right? Plenty of European. I saw waking up, reacting. Should have stayed up. Should have stayed up, man. Come on. Um, crazy, isn't it? Crazy. But fortunately, I don't really watch cricket because I know. I mean, England are pretty washed cricket and uh, rugby wise, and I don't really watch either, so I don't really mind. Um, right. What are we saying in the ratings out of ten? Twenty-two percent of you have gone six or lower. Forty-five have given you a seven. Twenty-nine and eight. And 3% of you have given it a 9 or above. Right, so, and also just to briefly cover, this is one of those weekends where it, it I didn't get too mixed up with the sprint because wasn't that the deadest sprint we've ever had? I think that is the worst sprint we've ever had. But it was a really good race. It was a really good race. Um, which the questions around the sprint um, intensify. I think that's... Uh, I think that's a fair point um you know what maybe maybe because i was doing the last lap watching live on the last lap youtube channel link in the description if you want to check that out um doing the watch along me niran baxty cameron maybe that helped for me for me this was a fantastic eight out of ten i really this race there was no period there was no lull at all there was no period of switch off you were i was switched on the entire time trying to keep up with what was going on i was that was a great race max won and i've said this i don't if max has to fight like this okay and it's it's this close max can win every race next year and cool like it was a great race i'm sorry it was it's one of them that did we get much wheel to wheel battling not an exceptional no amount, but because there was constantly something to think about, constantly different strategies playing out, and and the crescendo at the end. If we'd if we'd had a if we had had a battle for the end for, for the for the victory between Hamilton and Verstappen, that would have been that would have been a big juicy cherry on the top. Didn't quite get it, but for me that's an eight out of ten comfortably, comfortably. I really enjoyed that one. And, um, yeah, I mean, in hindsight, I'm quite glad Lewis didn't get the win because, wow, that would have been quite the uh, reaction given what happened just um, a couple hours after, a few hours after the race finished. It did take a while, didn't it, for the actual, um, for, it to, for it to come out, for the news to come out regarding certain Mr. Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton being disqualified from the 2023 US Grand Prix. Damn. Race result, Hamilton, Leclerc, both DQ'd. Verstappen wins. Norris, science promoted to the podium. P2, P3. Both Williams in the points. Logan Sargent gets it done. Yuki Tsunoda doubles Alpha Tauri's point haul this season and puts them within two of P9. Huge result. Huge result for Alpha Tauri. Huge result for Yuki Tsunoda. And I'm I'm happy for Yuki for getting it done. Thank you again, Jorge, for the five Aussie dollars. Don't want to be too spicy, but Max, uh, Mexico race with what happened in the anthem. Yeah, so I didn't actually, um, I missed the anthem, but I heard about this afterwards that Max was getting booed um, by some, some Checo fans, which I, I don't really have a strong opinion on booing, to be honest. I don't know. I'm, 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 a, I'm a football fan. Um a lifelong football fan, been many to many a West Ham game in my time and heard many a boo. And I don't know. For me it's for me it's kind of 
it is different context Formula One I don't have a massively strong opinion but during the anthem I mean I, I haven't heard it I haven't heard it all I know is that people have booed Max I haven't heard it so I'm I'm not really going to comment I'm just commenting more generally on my my opinion around Boone I don't really have a ma massive issue with it but whatever I, I can't say, I wouldn't say I'm pro-boo, but I'm not anti-boo. It, it depends on the context of the boo, I suppose. And I mean, I've heard people saying, oh, it's because of a certain person who was giving the trophies out or something. Again, I don't really know. It is what it is. I, 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 every, <laughs> everyone's got an opinion. I don't really have a particularly strong one on this. Um, thank you, uh, man. Mandler as well for the 70s art. Felt like watching a chess game. The consequences of the moves that the teams were making only showed up later in the race shows the value of good team strategy. I, You know what? Like, I, I don't know the rules of chess. I'd love to learn. Probably. Maybe. One day. Um, it, yeah, exactly. You know what? Like, This is something that this sport... This... I mean, strategy is a component in all of motorsport, to be fair. You know, it's not just, you know, the tyre offset of Lewis on the mediums coming through and, you know... Not everyone is equally good. So, like, the Mercedes were particularly good on the mediums, it seemed, versus on the hards, where they weren't anything special. So, again, it's like certain cars on certain tyres are going to get certain... You know, there's a discrepancy. If you had to run, you know, qualifying with everyone on softs and then run it with everyone on mediums and run it with everyone on hards, I don't think it would be the same order. You know, certain cars will get different performance out of certain... But yeah, hard to trash for everyone, but less trash for some than others. Um, but yeah, it was a. I, I really enjoyed. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that race. I thought it was a really good race. I thought it had everything. Almost from a strategic point of view, it had everything. It just didn't quite have that final battle, um, and it yeah, it just didn't quite have the the, the battles through the field. Um, but again, eight out of ten. Ten's a perfect race. So I was. I was pretty chuffed with that one, to be honest, chat, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Stroll, P7, Sunday, P8, Albon, Sergeant, like I say, in the points. And yeah, we had, I don't know why I didn't put X's next to Alonso, Piastri and Ocon, because yeah, three didn't finish and then two were disqualified after the fact. So yeah, there we go. Good fun, good fun. Right, driver standings are as follows. Um... Uh, Max extends his lead, of course. 466 points now. He's on. Insane. Perez. <sighs> Checo, you are a lucky boy. You are a lucky, lucky boy. He squeezed into Q3. And then recovered to P6. Two DNFs in front of... Disqualifies, disqualifications in front of him and still didn't even get on the podium. That gap would have been 19 points. Now it's 39. So um, a big swing. A big swing with obviously Perez gaining two positions through Hamilton's disqualification. Lewis losing out on the 18. Um, but yeah, 39 points between Checo and Hamilton, which should... I think that's enough to get Checo across the line now, P2, just by the skin of his teeth. Um, Alonso, P4, holds there. Norris jumps ahead of Leclerc, 159 to 151. He was... What do you mean? He was P... Was he P5? He, he only moved up to P... 
Oh yeah, because Leclerc was behind him, wasn't he? No, you're right. Yeah, he he was P5. Leclerc was behind him, but Hamilton was in front of him. So he actually only gave one position. Correct. Correct, chat. Um, Russell... Mm, he's only eight behind Leclerc, actually, Russell, to be fair. No, nothing for Piastri. Good points for Gasly and Stroll. Um, and yeah, look at Yuki Tsunoda up there in P16 now. And Sargent with a point on the board. Finally. 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 Um, cool. Not much more to say on that. And then constructors-wise, McLaren finally jumped Aston Martin. We knew this was coming. It was an inevitability. But look at that battle, especially for P8. Maybe P7. Maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow. Um, Alpha Tauri doubled their points from 5 to 10. Very important, that battle at the bottom. Very, very, very important. There's a lot of money on the line for those teams that really need it as well down there. But yeah, Logan Point puts them up to 26 alongside two points for Alex. Um, lovely jubbly. Happy days. Happy days. Right. Um, bangers and clangers. I did put the poll out last night. Uh, we'll go through mine. I'm not going to go one by one. I'm just going to get through this nice and quick because I'm scared of the laptop dying. I think we're going to be okay, but I don't want to speak too soon. So, my bangers and clangers for the 2023 Austin US Grand Prix. And thank you, Leo Video Review, for the 50 DKK. Stroll finally catching the W. I don't think anyone expected him to score points after the stinker qualifying from both Astons. The Astons recovered well. Shame about Alonso uh, retiring. Alonso did have the old spec. Stroll had the new spec. Alonso was ahead. Um, but then he had a floor issue, I believe. Um, which meant he was out of here. But yeah, bangers and clangers. Mine. Yuki Tsunoda, banger drive. George Russell, clanger. Banger team, AlphaTauri, clanger team, Ferrari. Yuki, again, doubling his team's points. This is huge. And he delivered comfortably ahead of Ricardo. Yes, it was Ricardo's first race back after the injury. But Yuki Sonoda P8, even without the two disqualifications, still managed to get in a point and then doubled the points to make two points with the fastest lap as well. Excellent. Ricardo had damage, did he? I didn't know that. What 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 was the uh, what was the damage Ricardo had? I mean, that's that that doesn't change the fact Yuki had a great race. What was the damage that Ricardo had? It's fine. I, I, I literally watched the post ride. I didn't see any mention of that massive debris in his front wing. Oh, interesting. Break down. Well, that explains why Ricardo was last. Um, but either way, Sonoda, excellent drive from Yuki. Wonderful. Doubles his team's points and that could be pivotal in the uh constructor championship and with four to go you know yuki fire on all cylinders and daniel i mean daniel in his first race back he was quicker than yuki in hungary um old ricardo on the one stop as well alpha tauri man listen i've given them bang a team but that is a bit of a stinker from them because i didn't realize they'd given daniel a one stop to be honest Ugh. Yeah, that's not great. But look, from a constructor's point of view, AlphaTauri have put themselves right in the fight for ninth, maybe even maybe even eighth. I think they've got good momentum at the minute, right? They've got very good momentum right now. That car's clearly... I mean, the fact that Yuki was ahead of enough of Albon, yes, Albon had a five-second penalty because of track limits, but he was ahead of enough, ahead enough of 
Albon to stop for softs to go for fastest lap. Pretty impressive. Um, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. Four to go. Four to go. Lots of points on the board still, potentially. Um, but yeah, big day for AlphaTauri. Big day. Obviously helped by the disqualifications. But again, got to be in it to win it. Uh, Clanger Drive, Russell. George was just nowhere this weekend. Just generally speaking, a very messy one from George. Given the pace that Lewis was showing in the race as well, you got to say with how close they've been at times, uh, you know it's 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 not not a good weekend from George at all by any stretch of the imagination. Thank you, David, by the way, for the two quid championship. Never won by hundred percent from Peter. Well, the, the thing is, like, we'll we'll see, we'll see, David, we'll see about that. We will see. Clang a team as well, Ferrari. Um, for Charles to qualify on pole and then finish sixth. He had the one stop. Obviously, Ricardo had a one stop as well. Clearly wasn't the right choice. Ricardo didn't qualify particularly you know, in an amazing position. Charles qualified on pole. So the uh, the punishment for the one stop was significantly bigger for Ferrari than it was for, for AlphaTauri. Although if AlphaTauri played a bit smarter, maybe Ricardo could have been closer to the points. Um Mercedes clanger. It's hard because you've got you've got to give credit to Mercedes for giving Lewis the car to to fight at the front, but then it was an illegal car technically. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of potential names. Let's just leave it at that, all right? There's a lot of potential names. Um, these were my bangers and clangers anyway. Yours. 1,615 of you voted. Banger Drive, 24% of you gave it to Lando Norris. He just about scraped ahead of Lewis Hamilton in the Banger Drive. Um, which, again, the drivers, you know, Lewis, it was a great drive from Lewis, no, no, no doubt. It was a great drive from Lando to get the jump at the start and, and, and do what he could, just couldn't hang on to the tyres. Um, yeah, 24% banger drive for Lando and Hamilton, 15% Sergeant, 15% Verstappen. Uh, clanger drive, 17% of you have uh, given it to Charles Leclerc. Minton's barking, so I'm just making sure there's no one at the door, which there doesn't seem to be anyone at the door. He's still barking, though. I don't know if you can hear him. Um, what did Norris do? Well, he, he, he jumped Leclerc at the start, led the race, and briefly and kind of did what he, he could really um, but yeah Leclerc got 17% of the Clang and Drive vote which look, he put it on pole it was it was the, the, the Leclerc effect that put him on pole and yeah no Gasly in the top four is a bit of a stinker to be fair for Bang and Drives because he had a great drive did Pierre um, but yeah Ocon Clanger 15% Piastri Russell as well Ocon and Piastri both essentially took each other out with what was quite innocuous contact, wasn't it? It wasn't the craziest contact in the world. Um, but it put a hole in Ocon's side pod, and it was more on Ocon for sure, I think, the contact. And then it did something to Piastri's radiator, I think, didn't it? Something like that. Um, no, this one was definitely definitely on um, on Ocon for me. But I think, yeah, Stroll, Stroll deserves some, some credit for sure. I think Gasly, again, deserves credit in Banger Drive. Um, there are many, many suggestions, many names. 
many names and we won't all agree because this is a democracy it's a democracy of thought from pit lane to p7 yeah stroll i mean look again i mean fernando if fernando hadn't pulled up with the damage he almost certainly would have been banger drive because he would have been pit lane to p alonso was running ahead of gasly wasn't he so it'd have been he would have been pit lane to p6 um banger team williams 34 percent of you gave it to williams Obviously benefited big time. And it shows, yeah, if you can even P11, P12, you finish there, there's always a chance something else could happen. Those um, those, those wooden plates. Clanger. TV direction clanger. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the best, was it? Kind of throughout the weekend, actually. Even on the sprint, there was nothing to watch. And even if, even the odd battles, like towards the back, we've like, Joe and Magnuson scrapping. Like, show us, please, show us. Yeah, it wasn't the best TV direction for sure, not by any stretch. You'd think like there'd be some automated, like whenever a gap is within like a second, there's a prompt to be like, you might want to look at this, the old TV director, maybe. Um, but yeah, Banger team, 34% Williams, 28% Red Bull, 13% Mercedes, 10% McLaren, and then Clanger has take it with 35% of the vote, which a lot of expectations going into this weekend for Haas, but it wasn't quite to be, was it? Hopefully, look, one FP1 session, that's all they had. Hopefully, they've got a lot of good data. They can go to Mexico, FP1, two and three, three full sessions. Although, is, is Behrman in the car for Mexico? I know he's getting in the car, but is he in the car for Mexico? I can't actually remember. Because I know he's doing two, isn't he? Is he in the car? For, he is in the car for Mexico. That's probably not ideal for Haas that he's getting in the car at Mexico. Ideally, they'd maybe reschedule that and push it back. Maybe, maybe they will. I feel like maybe they should. But either way, we'll see. Um, Clanger team, yet yeah, 35% Haas, 21% Aston Martin, 17 Mercedes, 16 Ferrari. Yeah, Aston's reliability is... In a season where reliability across the board has been pretty good, their reliability has stood out, I think, as being quite bad. Both, you know, Lance and Fernando have had some, some stinky reliability at times, bless them. There you go. You've got to rebuild and come back stronger next year, Aston Martin. Truly. Um, we'll get onto the planks. Don't you worry, Supragino. Don't you worry. We will get onto the planks. Um, actually, yeah, because in terms of team by team, quick whiz through. Points, Williams, three points on the boards. Helps consolidate P7. It's looking good. It's not a done deal. It takes one crazy race, and that could change, but... P7 is looking pretty strong. And well done, Logan. Hopefully he can kick on from this. He's got that kind of monkey off his back. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully he can he can crack on now. He's got the point. Hopefully, psychologically, that can help him out. Because he's gapped to Alex throughout the race. You know, I think it was about eight seconds or something by the end. Although I'm not sure if that was after Hamilton's um, Albon's penalty. Five seconds. Either way, he, he, his race pace was pretty good and he was pretty happy afterwards with his race pace. And there's a few little operational issues that he had and getting into the pit lane and all that. But all in all, it was pretty good. Pretty pretty good. He needed this. He needed this. Um, but yeah, happy for Logan. Alpha Tauri, again, great result. 
for the team for Yuki. Disappointing on Ricardo's side. Obviously, yeah, the one stop wasn't the right choice, and he obviously clearly had damage. Um, but again, given the Ricardo we saw in Hungary, that was his first race in as well. I'm expecting good things from Daniel. I think these, I think the momentum of AlphaTauri right now is, is strong. I think I think Alfa Romeo and um, Haas should be worried. Should be worried for sure. And fastest lap as well, exactly. Yuki cooked. And you know he wants to be a chef. You know he wants his own little restaurant, doesn't he? And the man cooked. The man cooked. Alfa Romeo. Once again, it's one of those awful Romeo weekends. Oh, 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 there's someone at the door. I'm going to play you an advert. Part of me was hoping it was the new laptop, but it's not back yet. It's your uh, gift for watching an advert, unless you're premium. I've brought Minton back with me. Why, why don't you just sit down? Why are you standing up like that? There you go. You've literally been sleeping all day. All day. Um, yes. Alfa Romeo. A bit of an awful Romeo day. Nothing really to write home about at all. What? Five cars didn't finish and still no points behind Hulkenberg as well. Which is good from Hass's point of view. Not so good from Alfa Romeo's point of view. Absent Romeo. Yeah. Absent Romeo is a good way of putting it. Whew. God, I'm out of breath. Shows you how unfit I am. How are you doing, buddy? Do you want to do a shaft for the camera? Look, you're, you're taking my focus, Minton. Usually it doesn't focus on me. Sorry, usually it focuses on me and not on him. But look, the, cam the camera knows what's up today. It's focusing on the sausage dog. The most important thing. Patrick, don't say that in front of him. You're allowed to think that, but don't say that in front of Minton. <laughs> right, Hass. Look, again, yes, it wasn't great, but I'm still cautiously optimistic. Hopefully they'll have got the knowledge they need to understand these upgrades and then crack on next weekend um, in Mexico. But it wasn't great. Hulkenberg was 11th. Magnussen had an absolute stinker again. Um, look, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I feel I have more belief in Haas than Alfa Romeo right now. Because of the unknown of this upgrade. Whereas Aframao aren't bringing anything else. As far as I'm aware. Anyway. Maybe that is copium. You know what? Maybe. And sometimes a healthy dash of copium is healthy in life, Kane. Sometimes it's just what you need. Get Otmar in Haas. Ooh. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. That's the kind of team that I think Otmar would uh, excel with, to be honest. Right. Um, next team, let's talk about Alpine. Um, again, Ocon had to retire. Ocon had a really good start. Gasly had a really bad start, actually, didn't he? Gasly went kind of backwards. But then Ocon had contact with Piastri, pretty innocuous. Um, but yeah, he did kind of understeer, wash out wide into, into Piastri. Certainly was on Ocon, lap one. You don't see them given. But yeah, he lost like 40 points of downforce and then retired in the end. Um, shame, because it would have been a big point scoring opportunity for Esteban. Um, given the disqualifications as well. But either way, at least Pierre was there to capitalise and make the most of it. Um, good drive from Pierre. He was uh, out-qualified Ocon as well, so he did a good job this weekend for sure. Um, and also, yeah, didn't they? They came close, didn't they, going into Turn 1, by the way. Um, Say, so I know the... I haven't actually seen a replay of, of going into Turn 1, but them two were side-by-side, side, weren't they? Which, <laughs> these two can't keep it clean, I swear to God. <laughs> Which, I mean, again, Ocon has this kind of track record. 
plus when you add their uh, you know that they're <laughs> you know they've got something um they've they've got they've got history aren't they they've got history but I, I i definitely don't i don't think they made contact but they were very close into turn 1 5 second penalty for Ocon if in doubt right surely um <laughs> Oh, Esteban, what were you playing at? Um, Aston Martin. Uh, oh, sorry. And one last thing on Alpine. Obviously, they've got all their new investors. It was... Uh, the way Sky were kind of shoehorning in, like Rory McIlroy and Anthony Joshua and all that this weekend in the coverage was a bit... It was a bit much. Um, but you know what? Like, all these big names can only help bring attention which they can hopefully deliver like, i've always liked this team the endstone based team like you know they're, they're easy to they've been easy to criticize as of late but i want them to do well of course you know you know i love esteban he's one of my favorite drivers got a lot of time for gasly as well i think you know they're two really good drivers it's been great to see gasly kind of rebuild his stock after red bull in the same way it's been great to see alex rebuild his stock after red bull and you know it's just, it feels like it's going to be very difficult to manage those two. Um, and that's always been my biggest criticism of Esteban, that he's not, he's not the best teammate by any stretch. It's almost kind of George Russell-esque. I get similar kind of vibes. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was very cringe with AJ. He called it Alpine as well, which was quite funny. <laughs> he was like, Alpine, I mean Alpine. Did you know that it's actually called Alpine, not Alpine? I'm like, yes, I knew that, AJ. <laughs> But fair enough, Brundle wasn't going to correct him because, you know, it's Anthony Joshua, so he just knocked you out. Um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see with Alpine. They've got all these different what, one matters involved and Travis Kelsey and there's just loads of people. But whether it'll actual, actually uh, deliver anything is another matter entirely. Entirely. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, cool. Aston Martin. I mean, look, they recovered from pit lane to, to points before Fernando um, DQ, uh, DNF'd, not DQ'd. Test, test session, won it? We'll see in Mexico um, what they do. Hopefully they'll have worked out enough about these upgrades to to, to be confident to, to put them on the car in Mexico. But it's just sad, isn't it? It's a sad state of affairs. Aston farting. Yeah, absolutely. It's... Um, it's not good. It's not It's not good. And that momentum, again, is just polar opposite of McLaren. McLaren are on the up. Aston are on the down. And, yeah, it's going to take some serious... Because, you know, they're the team who delivered the second quickest car at the start of the year. The same team that now has the... You know, it's probably about on par with the Alpine, to be honest. I think Fernando's making a difference because, you know, I think he's clear of the Alpine drivers and and Lance for sure. But yeah, in terms of the actual car itself, it's not great, is it? Considering where they were, and again, Stroll wasn't able to capitalise earlier on in the year. You know, he does, he does, he does a decent job here, but it's it's not as many points as this kind of drive would have rewarded him at the start of the year. You know, but not everyone can finish first. Not everyone can win it all. You're right, buddy. You keep falling. Not very well balanced today, are you? Um, right, next team, let's have a little talk about the Grazia Ragazzi merchants at Ferrari, shall we? 
Um, for, for Leclerc to start on pole and finish sixth behind his teammate, in fact, his teammate then inherited a podium because then Leclerc got disqualified, um, is pretty, pretty brazy. I don't know. It's, it's pretty, pretty mad. Uh, the one stop obviously wasn't the one. Ferrari just kind of went for it. Mercedes were kind of going for it as well and then kind of didn't go for it. Um, yeah, it's just they can't help but be Ferrari sometimes. Look, all teams make mistakes when it's Ferrari because of their track record. We're more likely to jump on Ferrari and be like, oh, it's because it's Ferrari. But also, yeah, I mean, it was Ferrari who... Uh, Put Charles on the wrong strategy, then swapped him around. Charles wasn't too happy about that. But then, you know, Carlos was on the two-stop. So, I don't think... I mean, Carlos didn't make any inroads on, on Lando, to be fair, though. So, I said during the live stream, for what? In terms of, like, spinning them around. That's a Kimi Raikkonen reference. It wasn't very good. Oh, that was a big yawn, mate. You catch that yawn? Didn't really put you in the mic right... You're being a little pest, so I'm going to let you go back to uh, bed, alright? Come on, back to bed you go. Busy being a, busy being a sausage, bless him. But yeah, not a good day from Ferrari. It's very hard to predict Ferrari, um, where their pace is going to be on any given weekend. But yeah, pole to P6. Yet another pole position, not converted to a race win for Charles Leclerc. His record stinks, which is more on the team as far as I'm concerned in terms of eh, the thing is you've got the race team and then you've got the engineering team, which are two distinct things. And then you've got the driver. And I think Charles, you can usually rely on him to extract the most. Yes, he has a he has a bozo moment in him for sure, um, but he kept it clean this weekend and, and, and was driving well. It's just a bit of a shame that he was on the wrong strategy and ultimately though that the, the whole um the rule around the, the fact that you can't adjust your shit up shit up set up um after fp1 well after uh, sprint shootout you know I, th I think those rules maybe need to be looked at just the lack of part ferme just meant that we weren't seeing any you couldn't fix any problems that came up in the sprint but remains to be seen. Remains to be seen for old Ferrari back again. Um, Beer Carlos Science, pretty good race. He was quite happy. Um, he did what he could. He only finished, what, like four seconds behind Lando in the end? So actually, not too bad, considering he was the Ferrari behind as well. If they'd have got Leclerc's strategy right and done the same strategy for Leclerc that they did Science... Could have been better, maybe, but um, but yeah, not not ideal. Um, let's talk now about let's talk about McLaren. Um, obviously, Lana, good start. He just said, you know, tired deg was his uh, was what stopped him from um, from really being able to to deliver. It's one of them. What could have been? I don't think Lana could have done too much more. Um, can you talk sometime about, about, about why Lando hasn't won yet? Well, I mean, when you look at Lando's F1 career, how often has he had the... He's never had the best car. He's at times had the second quickest on a given weekend, times the third quickest. 
you know, I think a lot of this game is just opportunity, you know. Gasly and Ocon have got wins. They didn't have the second, third best car when they got their wins. Not by any stretch. They had the fourth, fifth, sixth best car when they got their wins. So, you know, you just, you play to your outs and sometimes the opportunities present themselves, sometimes they don't. This felt like a bit of an opportunity, maybe. But the one stop wasn't going to work. Clearly, you know, you look at it and you think, oh, I'll just stay on the hards. But obviously the, the team was, was right to pull Lando in as much as it was a bit painful seeing Max kind of pit, undercut him, go ahead, and then they pit Lando just after Max gets past him. And it's just like, oh. But clearly, you know, that was the right choice because the the two the one stop was not the one. And yeah, Piastri, bit of a bit of a stinky weekend for Oscar. I mean, again, he was unfortunate to be caught by Ocon and, and that caused damage to his car, which ended up, you know, slowing him down and he retired from the race because he had a big um, gash in the side of his side pod as well. Um, look, I think this just goes to illustrate, right? There's a lot of hype around Oscar Piastri and rightly so because this is his rookie season and he's won a sprint race and he's been very good on numerous occasions but Lando is still a good chunk ahead of him when you look at the total package Lando Lando's got that dog in him Oscar's the puppy's getting he's getting older right but he's still a little puppy right little little puppy he's getting there but no Lando Lando don't think could have done much more this weekend to be honest um good job in qualifying good job in the race um yeah great start for oscar as well he made up like four positions didn't he i remember seeing the graphic and he was like up four so i was like damn that had a really good start and that ended up being his downfall because then that put him near Ocon. and as much as i love esteban that was on him that was on him um do, 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 do. who haven't we talked about mercedes bosch um again stinker from george relative to lewis just didn't turn up this weekend, just didn't have the pace, didn't have the comfort in the car that Lewis seemed to have. I think Lewis, you know, his, his quality, his quality shone through in this race, that star quality that he still has really did shine through in this race. For him to have a, have a shot at being close to Max, yes, of course, Max had his um, braking issues and, and that, and obviously Mercedes was too low to the ground, as it turns out, but... Yeah, like Lewis's star quality really, really showed uh, yesterday. And yeah, it was a well-fought P2 and it's a shame for him. It's a shame for Leclerc, but but what happened, happened. Um, it is what it is. Russell needs to, yeah, just the consistency is a little bit all over the place for George at the minute. He's still finding his feet at that team, which, you know, when you're alongside Lewis Hamilton, you know, it's a very much sink or swim seat and many driver has gone alongside Lewis and and sunk and George does not want to do that and if he does want to take on from Lewis then he needs to make sure he doesn't sink and he does keep his head above water because we saw that with you know Bottas and and Kovalainen and and you know there's Rosberg at times at times kind of you know it took a mentality switch for Rosberg to really pull that around and actually start fighting but I think yeah, Russell is way way more there are way more similarities to the Rosberg dynamic than there are to like the Kovalainen and Bottas for sure. Um, and yeah, Mercedes letting themselves down procedurally once again. You know, the pit stops 
you know, you, you can look at the pit stops in isolation. Yeah, 3.3. I know one of them was, I think the other one was like 2.8 or something. Um, you know, that time, yes, would that time have made a difference if they're maybe knock half a second off each of them, which is very doable. Um, you know, he's put, potentially puts him a bit closer to Max, but Lewis did lock up on the hards, didn't he, as well? Lost a chunk of time. There's a lot of little things you can look back to, but ultimately a team like Mercedes, there's no excuse for their procedures not to be absolutely tip-top. And they are not, and they continue to be. Is it 3-4 and 3-6? Oh, my bad. I thought they did a 2-8, but I must be thinking of George. I think George maybe did a 2-8 then. 3-3 three, three and a 3-6, that is unacceptable. That is unacceptable, Mercedes. That is that is terrible. Yeah, it was 2-8 for George. Um, that's so bad. That is awful. Um, and yeah, look, Verstappen had a 3-3 and a 2-8. That's why I'm getting, I think I'm getting a 2-8 from maybe from Verstappen then. But George also had a 2-8. Like, come on, Mercedes. Like, that's where, I don't know, man. It, it, it feels like the excuse for their those kind of pit stops and all that to not be on it. I mean, McLaren have jumped up massively. Look at Ferrari's pit stops this year. Like, that's not a team known for efficiency, yet Ferrari have been delivering pretty decent pit stops this year. And, um, yeah, when you're fighting for a win, you you will never know. Maybe that would have made a difference. In the end, yeah, he would have been disqualified regardless. But, yeah, damn, crazy. McLaren did a two-flat, didn't they? I know someone did a two-flat in the race. Um, I can't remember exactly who, though. I think it was McLaren. But, yeah, Mercedes... I've heard this for a while from um, from from Mercedes fans, you know, talking about you know strategy and pit stops and that just not being good enough. And I think we're it feels like the race team isn't ready. The engineer I said this on when I was chatting on doing the last lap podcast, right? I think I think the the engineering team I believe in. Right, Allison's back in back in place at Mercedes. I believe that they can engineer a car to fight with Red Bull next year. I do. I do. I, I believe in that side. I don't believe in the race team because I think strategy-wise and I think pit stop-wise, they're just not good enough. And as good as the drivers are, I'm worried that they will trip over each other. That's what I'm concerned about. Um, there's a clear one-two at Red Bull. There's a clear one-two at Aston Martin. There's not a clear one-two at Mercedes because George can be close to Lewis he can be quicker than Lewis he's too close you know when there's a championship on the line all gloves are off you know every driver for themselves they aren't as polished as you'd expect for their heritage yeah you're right Kev and again I think maybe complacency over time you know it's like Red Bull Red Bull could Red Bull could allow themselves to become complacent couldn't they you know, I mean, Max had two not great pit stops, let's say a 3-3 and a 2-8, and they still won the race. And Max had brake issues, and they still won the race. They could, they were complacent today, um, yesterday with their pit stops, Red Bull. They, they were literally complacent, they weren't great, and they still won the race. Um, Mercedes kind of, you know, Red Bull for years were the ones catching up, and they had to be on it to with these procedures to actually get the chance to win, and and Mercedes kind of had to fulfil that role yesterday and they didn't quite quite do it. So, And yeah, Toto might say that, Hamza, but I think this has been a problem for a while at Mercedes. And no, I didn't watch the West Ham game. It was very sad. But Aston, um, Aston Villa are great. Aston Martin are great. <laughs> 
As all the Astons. All the Astons. Um, right, and then finally, Red Bull Racing. Max wins. Wasn't happy with the brakes. Still managed to bring it home. Do we have? Did we have any confirmation on what exactly the issue was? Because, you know, was it just that he just didn't like the setup of the brakes, or was there actually a problem? But Max is so in, in, intuitive with that car. There must have been some kind of issue. I would have thought. Surely, um, he thinks the tires, really. Don't talk to me. I'm in the corners. Yeah, look, he was he was clearly struggling with that car, um, which. You know, something with brake pad wear, yeah. Brake degradation. And he, he wasn't having the issue on Saturday. He said it was a lot worse on Sunday than Saturday. So, yeah. Look, he still brought it home. That's the thing. This is what this is what Max is capable of doing. You know, again, you look at his teammate in a car where he recovers to, you know, P5 on the road. And uh, Max can, you know, come back from P6 and win the race with clearly some kind of issue because there's no way he was managing that gap not with how close Lewis got at the end so yeah fantastic fantastic job from Max Verstappen once again um, and yeah Checo you know what actually to be credit to Checo the actual race itself was better than it's been for a while it's still not saying much but I mean this kind of Checo performance is kind of akin to to what you kind of should the minimum the bare I think this is a bare minimum performance from Checo considering recently that it's been below minimum I think this was like okay it's okay but yeah Max won from P6 Checo P5 on track anyway from P9 qualified behind, behind both Alpines which is not not great and he was stuck behind George for ages, wasn't he, Checo? He was moaning a lot about George on the radio. But yeah, very meh. Very meh. Um, all right, finally, I guess we have to... Like I said, I was going to keep this podcast nice and short, and we've gone for 47 minutes. I haven't even talked about the main, the big talking point of the race, um, post-race anyway, which are the planks. So, to anyone who... It's been living under a rock. I'm sure you'll know what's happened, right? Lewis and Charles both disqualified for excessive wear on the planks under their cars. Now, the planks have been on F1 cars since, I think, 94 um, to stop uh, cars running too low because it can be dangerous. Was it actually something to do with... Was it directly related to Senna's crash? Or was it 96? I thought it was 94. I'm sure I read it was 94 somewhere. I'm probably wrong. Um, but was it... I don't know if it was directly to do with Senna's... Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, to stop them running too low for safety reasons. And obviously, you know, that was that was many a year ago. And... Well, 30 years ago. Um, but yeah, so what they do post-race is that cars will be checked at random. This is the standard procedure after a race and four cars were picked Max, Lando, Lewis and Charles were the four cars chosen um, I don't know how random that was uh, I guess you know the fact that the what the the top three the podium sitters were all picked but then Charles who finished P6 but then qualified first I don't actually know how uh, random that is Um 
random top finishes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. But either way, they're picked at random, checked, and in this instance, two of them had excessive wear. Now, obviously, coat is very bumpy. Only one practice session to set the cars up. And, yeah, it, it's one of those uh, cut-and-dry rules. If you've gone over, then you're disqualified. And that's it. They picked three random drivers from the top three. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, it is random chosen before the race. No way that's random. They just picked four cars closest to the FIA garage. <laughs> well, look, maybe, maybe, right? Now, what this does mean, which I understand that people would be frustrated by this because only four cars were picked. Two of those cars, so 50% of the cars tested, were had illegal levels of of plank wear, right? The other 16 cars weren't even checked. Now, what are the chances that at least one of those other 16 cars also had illegal wear on its plank? Pretty high, all right? Given, again, one practice session for everyone, so it's hard to dial in an exact ride height that is the perfect compromise to not wear it too much on a bumpy track. Um, you know, could science have had an illegal plank wear? Could Russell? Maybe. We'll never know. The thing is, like, look, I get that there are... F1 cars are so complicated. It's impossible to check the legality of every single car in every possible measurable way. Now, to check the plank... You know, if it's something, if it's a typical thing that's checked after every race, that if it is failed is grounds for disqualification, then yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to. St I can imagine how if you're a Hamilton Leclerc fan, not so much a Leclerc fan because it was a pretty rubbish result anyway, to be honest. But especially as a Hamilton fan, especially if he'd won the race. Like I would not want have wanted to be Joe Bauer. Look, if Lewis had won this race, being Joe Bauer, looking at the underside of that Mercedes, being like, that's worn too much. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that would have been... Um, that would have been shocker. And Rex, I have seen that photo, and I don't think that tells the full story. I know the, the photographer did post after that, saying like, he's got lots of other images where you can see the Red Bull like, rubbing against the floor. Like... These are this is millimeters. This is this is millimeters of difference. Like because these cars are so dependent on running them low to the ground, literally raising your ride height a millimeter will make a noticeable difference. And so will lowering it a millimeter. Um but yeah, so we'll never know if they have a 16 cars because they've already been packed up and they're on their way to, to Mexico. You know, with a with a back-to-back, -back, this is the first of a triple header weekend that we've just had. You know, the, to, to check every single car does feel like, oh, okay, maybe that's not, maybe that's not doable, but then, I don't know, could there be a, could, do I think that Formula One could formulate a system where every single car gets a quick plank check? Do I think that's feasible? Just check the 10 points cars very doable yeah but then i suppose if any have failed then cars from outside the points would then get points and then you have to check them as well 
Like, do I think it's possible? Do I think it's possible? Do I think it's doable? I mean, I'm sure it probably is, right? I, I reckon it probably is. Given, you know, these these planks are, they're a standardized part, correct? The, 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 the part is, is standardized. And look, again, this track is particularly bumpy. Do we have other bumpy tracks? We we do have, you know, Baku's pretty bumpy. A lot of the street circuits are very bumpy. Um, look, I, I, it, it, I struggle to believe there's not a way that, you know, even it's, you know, when you see all the cars pulled up in the, um, like after the race, they're all pulled up in the area that they pull up in or whatever. And you just have someone go around, right? I'll go under. But I guess you've got to get under the car to then check the... Do you create a tool that can easily check the plank? There must be some solution. Because it does feel a bit sketchy that, you know, maybe Carlos Science had an illegal plank. And he got a podium. We'll never know. You know, lasers. Use technology. Technology is the difference, right? Well, this AWS Insights, right? On Amazon, get an Amazon branded like little laser pen. Oh, there. Look, I'm sure there's a. That's what I'm saying, right? I'm not suggesting a solution. I'm not that intelligent. I don't have the answers, but I'm saying there must be someone more intelligent than me who can come up with a solution for that. Surely, they don't just they don't check planks though. I don't feel that's too much to ask, you know? If you're going to disqualify cars over it, then it, it's kind of quite a big deal because they might have well just stayed home, you know? Come all this way, do all this race, almost win with Lewis. Yeah, Ferrari f messed it up, but they still qualified on pole. And it's like, oh, no, you just qualified because of the plank. Well, what about his plank? Oh, no, we've not. We're sorry, we just picked him at random. So. But and, and people say, like, it's like a random drugs test you get um, for in, in other sports, right? And, yeah, okay. I mean, you... Is there the, if you drug tested every single athlete every single time, that would be a bit much. But we have 24 races a year and there's one main race and you can just check each car, all 20 cars after each race. Like it's not the same, is it? Like the amount of times footballers play games and the squads and the sides of squads, like, come on. It's not quite... <laughs> Russell, I bet, had an illegal... Yeah, who, who, who do we reckon had the most illegal plank? I reckon Logan's plank was absolutely... It was it was disgustingly illegal, I reckon. But we'll never know. You can't, you can't claim that I'm wrong. You can't claim that I'm right. I can't claim that I'm right, you know. But I, re I, reckon, I reckon Logan had the most illegal plank. <laughs> Yuki. <laughs> yeah. Yuki, Yuki was like, Yuki was on that fastest lap. He was hunkering down on that plank. That was giving him extra. Yeah, you know, he was just he was taking a shave off of it, you know. And carrying that Alpha Tauri hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, that's the way I see it. It's, it's a shame. Again, I'm just glad that Lewis didn't win the race because that would have been an absolute, absolute cluster bomb online. And I can't be asked for that. But there we go. So I still managed to do a full-length podcast, um, 56 minutes. I usually go a bit longer post-race. but And the laptop's alive and I'm still talking to you. So thank you all for joining me. And um, thank you all for taking the time. I'm going to wrap it up now. Oh, don't worry, Tim, I'll wrap it up. Don't, don't you worry, Tim. I'll wrap it up. Um, this will be going out on audio only. So if you're listening, 
don't forget to five star apple podcast spotify all that fight um like the stream on youtube and the secret word the secret word is oh what's the secret word today the secret word is puma because i've got my old dirty puma suede here i love these shoes this is a great wearable classic puma there you go puma Puma in the uh, comments, Puma, Puma, however you pronounce it. Um, thank you all for coming. Thank you all for taking the time. Um, I'm going to try and get my video done. Probably going to be out tomorrow. Let's see if this laptop holds on because my new laptop's coming tomorrow. But yeah, we'll be, we'll be fine. Thank Sorry, I almost burped then. Thank you all for coming. Ciao, adios. I'm done. Have a good day. Stay hydrated. Be good. Be well. Be happy. Bye.